0: And welcome to another edition of the Throwing Bagels podcast. Kevin Mooney here with you alongside Chris Douglas. Hey, Chris. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Jason. Jason Hamo here as well. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. It is time for another spectacular guest on the Throwing Bagels podcast. Of course, SUNY Oswego grad, class of 2005, member of the School of Communication, Media, and the Arts Advisory Board. Uh, Emmy Award winner and creative director of CBS News. It's a pleasure to welcome in Gabriel Almanzar. Gabriel, thank you so much for being with us.
1: Thank you guys. Appreciate you having me. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, thanks.
0: No, oh, well, as we speak, it's a Monday night, so we are less than a week away from Super Bowl 58, which will be carried on CBS uh, this year. So when did uh, cbs begin preparations for for this year's broadcast
1: uh the super bowl the 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 cbs sports has been on site for over 2 weeks um and and that's prior to the tech setup and all that i'm talking about like the editorial teams the graphics team they've been out there 2 weeks uh oh. for 2 weeks already um it, it's i i'd i'd guess three to four weeks since since the trucks pulled up and started building the compound and it it is a compound um (laughs) you know and and not only do you usually build something at the stadium but being Vegas you know uh Allegiant Stadium is a little far from the strip I guess so we had to be we we build something on the strip and at the stadium so it's kind (laughs) of it's kind of double the work (laughs) Uh, but yeah they've they've been out there a while a lot of a lot of production work goes into it
2: how many trucks do they have out there
1: oh my god uh there's usually two graphics trucks there's two editorial trucks you know the, doing the game you're probably looking at five main trucks but wow. mm. you know, there there's a compound of like it, it really does look like a like a uh, a camp of sorts of just a bunch of makeshift uh cabin-looking <laughs> buildings uh oh, okay. uh you know when when i i used to go on 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 to the super bowl quite often and um you know i'm not going this year but but i do remember there it's just a sea of trucks there's minimum 5 5 to 6 yeah
2: what's the the level of collaboration between the news organization and the sports you know the sports organization when it comes to covering the super bowl
1: yeah no you always you always want to cross promote so when when it's on our network you know you're going to get hit over the head that it's on our network whether it's uh on the stream or on our evening news broadcast or our morning broadcast so it it is a very big collaboration per se you know uh, some of our talent will well some of the sports talent will be will be on some of the news broadcasts. Uh, you know, we, we organically have a member of our of our news broadcast, Nate Nate Burleson, who who crosses mm-hmm. over and does the NFL today. So we have a Jack of all trades and Nate and and it's quite quite a lot of cross promotion and collaboration happening.
3: I'm sure Taylor Swift's name has been thrown around uh, either with CBS News or CBS Sports collaborations. (laughs) By the reaction, I think I I already know the answer to this question. Did you have to establish a special Taylor Swift news desk for
1: this week? Oh, man, no, we didn't didn't do Taylor (laughs) Swift. I tell you what, though, I'm sure we had invites out to her, publicists, to try to get her on. But chances of us landing Taylor – pretty slim. I I would imagine, but we've got some high profile interviews. I'm not sure if we landed the president, you know, usually the news division of whoever has a Super Bowl will interview the president. Um, We might or might not. I didn't get wind of that, but I do know um, like Gail King, I think is interviewing uh, usher. So we've got some big, big, big uh, interviews happening that are, that are pretty cool, but yeah, no, no, no Taylor. (laughs) <laughs> well she like, does have a concert uh you know the, tokyo right the two days yeah. before the two
2: days before the super bowl so you yeah. know
1: yeah i'm sure we tried but yeah mm-hmm. and and we're probably not mad that she's going either that, you know, <laughs> yeah if
2: she's if she's at the super bowl that's that just brings oh, in more man. more eyeballs for you guys
1: yeah yeah we 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 made a graphic this morning uh was it seven million for for a 30 second spot something wow. like that Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know crazy, it's hard, to even, it's hard <laughs> to even take it, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a stunning it's, number. It's that insane. Yep. Absolutely. This is why I don't know, you know, you guys probably know this, but they don't allow one one network to monopolize the Super Bowl. It gets rotated for, I think for that very reason, because it's just an insane amount of money. Um yeah. mm-hmm. that that comes back. So And the price goes up every
2: year. Every year the the prices go up. So, It does. Absolutely.
0: How many Super Bowl broadcasts have you been a part of in one way or another?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, the first one I worked on was Detroit. Um, The one in Detroit. I feel like that was 40, 40, 42, 43, something like that. Mm. I I think Pittsburgh might have won that one. It's one of the. uh, Pittsburgh and Seattle pittsburgh yeah. seattle yeah super bowl yeah. 50 50 no in detroit no way was, earlier than that no so it was, way earlier it was than that. In the 40s you guys make me google here hold on <laughs> i can't be that old come on now oh trust <laughs> me time flies my friend time flies <laughs> 2006 my first super bowl was 2006 that was super bowl xl so what xl 40 40
2: yeah 40 so you were like right out of college. Boom, Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that was I'm uh, pretty sure that was Seattle and Pittsburgh again. Yeah. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh 2110. Yeah. So that was the first Super Bowl I worked on. And then ever, you know, I that was with ABC Sports before mm-hmm. ESPN came in and kind of took over the the sports division. And then shortly after that, I joined CBS Sports and been working on them every three years, one capacity or another. I've, I've, I've been a, you know, I started as a designer. So I, I was on site designing a lot of the Super Bowl graphics for many years. A few years now, I, I was the, one of the senior designers on the NFL today as well. Um, so I did a lot of the studio show, some in-game stuff, and it's been it's been great.
0: Are there any particular Super Bowls that jump out to you?
1: Oh, 50 for sure. 50 was an experience. I mean, we won Best Technical Remote for 50. That was big. I have a lot of family in San Francisco. 50 was in Santa Clara Mm 49ers Stadium. Mm -hmm. So it was the first time I had gone to that stadium. Peyton Manning. I remember Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Halftime Show. Like, I remember all of that. I also remember um 53 when i you know i got on tv on 53 uh the the spy cam in the in the stadium caught me watching the game with the studio guys so (laughs) i had people texting me you're on tv you're on the super bowl (laughs) nice so that one stands out as well that was tom brady beating the la rams i think
2: Mm -hmm. You said you were doing graphics more so earlier on. Yeah. But at that other one, 53, you said you, you were kind of like on the field. So were you? what were you doing there exactly?
1: Yeah, I, I was still a designer, but, but um, you know, you, you kind of go all out until the day of. And then there's really not much. You might need to create something for halftime or something very, like if something happens in the game. Uh, when you're a designer on site, you you basically make... 200 graphics in two weeks or whatever right and 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 you you know you pretty much covered every scenario that could come up so during the game you get to you get to just chill out you don't really get a seat you know I never I never sat down uh but but I can go anywhere on the state in the stadium and on the field and it was pretty cool just to experience it as a fan at that point and not have to worry about work so once the game starts you're kind of you're kind of free to do your thing i mean listen depending on what job you have but you know as a as a designer that mainly was focused on on the pregame and and halftime show i i had all my bases covered so i could kind of just chill out i guess mm-hmm. um now you know I, I have a completely different role now so my my lens of the super bowl is very different i mentioned uh to to, to Kevin um that that you know I've had a long day and the the latter part of the day has been taken up by Super Bowl stuff and we we're, we're sharing a, a set with sports at the Bellagio. so so we we build this compound at the Bellagio. It's like three sets connected and it's one big set and and the news division is sharing with sports one of the sets and we have rehearsals in the morning and my, my design team, that I oversee now we're having trouble fitting the the graphic for the desk uh <laughs> so you know when you're watching the the super bowl the the desk are led screens and you know you fill it with whatever content you want so yeah so it's keeping me it's keeping me up late so so you know I, I i appreciate the super bowl i guess from different perspectives now than i did when when I was actually designing for them uh, and and working more hands-on, but that's the progression, I guess, of my my career here more more of the manager now than than the executioner.
0: Uh, one final Super Bowl question, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of talk about the the playoff game that Peacock had, where it was subscription only, and there's, I mean, the NFL is in a agreement with the big broadcast networks, I think, for another eight, nine years or something. So it's a long way away. But do you see a time where the Super Bowl is on a streaming service?
1: I, I see. You know, one of the one of the things I've I've noticed, and I'm sure you guys have as well the NFL has a unique way of cornering a certain market and making themselves the most important, important thing at that time, whether it's like people in their underwear at the combine, right. Or, or or the draft where people are like walking on a podium just to shake someone's hand or, you know, there's so many, so many things that I think the NFL has found a way to, you know, monetize and, and, and in a way monopolize, like you know, first uh Friday game, uh, so it was mm-hmm. this past year. So mm-hmm. I do I do see a world where the the NFL expands not only into streaming, I think pay-per-view. I mean yep. us you telling me you wouldn't pay for the Super Bowl? Of course you would. We all would. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think it's only a, a matter of time before before that happens. So
2: as as creative director of CBS News what are your what are your primary responsibilities
1: i oversee all the shows design teams on network uh, as well as on streaming we have I, I forget how many but you know if i say some of the iconic ones 60 minutes or sunday morning the evening news cbs mornings all of those have uh depending on the show have a plethora of designers that uh, I guess fall under my umbrella. So the day-to-day execution of some of those magazine shows, whether it's 48 hours or 60 minutes, but also the the stream, which mm-hmm. which again, like I said, is expanding our content. We have a I think around a little, a little over four hours of live programming, and we're we're expanding that as well. So that has its own set of design designers that. um Fall under my wing, and then I have a team of what I call creative services, and, and that that group is just like a bunch of uniquely skilled designers, whether they're three D or scripting or or the Adobe suite. You know, um, um, those those guys and girls are, are are really really talented, and and that's the group that I work on like the bigger projects with whether whether it's like our Super Bowl stuff or elections, which is our Super Bowl. Um, which we're having later this year. Uh uh that's the team I work on with stuff the, the those types of projects. Um but it but it's a big uh, uh umbrella of of uh, within Paramount, you know, I will reach out and partner on on projects with the CBS Sports team or our virtu- our virtual effects team in in California or the station we have down in Chile. I've done a project with Chile Vision down in uh, South America, so Constantly partnering on, on with you know bigger picture stuff with everyone, um, but overseeing the day to day operations of of the of the creative team is is my current responsibility. Yeah, um, responsible for the on air presence and the online presence of CBS CBS News.
3: How do you go about creating and recreating the look and feel of CBS News across all platforms?
1: It's something that we're actually really focusing on now. We, we you know. It, it's a challenge. You you always want to take the executive leadership's vision and then do your best to translate that. You know, one of the things CBS is known for is the journalism, the the Walter Cronkite you know dan rather kind of principles as the person in charge of the visual identity i try to not not get in the way of of that so if you keep that in mind and you think about the power of certain franchises that we've had for i don't know how many years you try to think about how they translate on other platforms not yeah visually obviously some things are going to read differently on your phone and and all that but you want to create Content and, and franchises that can maintain that aesthetic and don't get in the way of the journalism. I always say this, and pe- people tend to agree. My favorite show on our broadcast is Sunday Morning. And if you look at the graphics on Sunday Morning, they're really like stuck in a time capsule. And it's simple, but it works. You remember Sunday Morning for the trumpets, you remember Sunday Morning yeah. for them putting up the sun after yep. every segment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, the, or the nature thing at the end, the nature. Yep. That's what you remember Sunday morning for, not the cheesy graphics.
3: Do, do you ever take a look at like any other networks, like graphics, and like, man, that's a really good idea or, or nothing like that?
1: No, 100%. No, no. My office, I'm not here. This is my home office, by the way, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, my office in, in, at work, I, I think I have one, two, Three, four, five, six, six televisions, uh, in front of me at all times, and they're parked on on our competitors for sure. And during major broadcasts, you bet your bottom dollar, I'm looking at <laughs> what they're doing. Um, you know when even when I plan like like I said, uh, our Super Bowl elections is later this year. I've already done deep dives into the technology that the other networks have used. How can I do that, but make it better? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to hire? How much money do I need to have to go hire them? Like I've done it all, all that research and, and yeah, it motivates you to top them, especially mm-hmm. when you're sitting at the Emmy awards and you hear the same channel getting caught, call- like, no kidding. I swear to got So funny story, go to the Emmys this year. And uh, you know I'm sitting kind of in the middle, not not all the way in the nosebleeds, but you know I'm not the president of CBS News, so I'm not in the front row either. <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle, and I swear to you, Vice News must have won every award, and they're going out of business. Like they're they they shut down the Vice News division, so this is their last year. And I didn't and know that they, they won oh. every award. But they're sitting in the very last row. <laughs> oh. So every award that they won, they had to come all, all, all the way down. <laughs> so, you know, maybe they're not the best example because they went out of business, but like you don't want to have to sit there and watch NBC or ABC mm. constantly winning the awards. So you better up your game and figure out what the nuances are um for you to 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 come on top here. So that's funny. Maybe they shouldn't go out of business. Maybe someone should buy.
2: They should buy them. You know, they do
1: great. They do great work. I'm I'm actually very surprised. I think they were just poorly run, but Mm. they do great, great work. That long form storytelling is my favorite. Fast paced news. I feel like, um, especially with the demo demographic that we're always targeting, the 25 to Forty or something whatever it is you know you want fast news you you just go and grab your phone and that's how you consume it
0: when it comes to 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 designing imaging for for tv for cbs news and on the various platforms i know 30 years ago your only concern was the big screen tv yeah but nowadays like what what can i don't know if concessions is the right term but but what alterations are you making to imaging to make it more accommodating for people watching on a smartphone or on a tablet or, or something yeah. like that?
1: You never make, you never make those creative decisions anymore in a vacuum. It used to be like every show what's his own kind of standalone powerhouse. Mm. And listen, some of them still have a lot of power. Like 60 minutes is a mm-hmm. pretty powerful uh, uh, unit of our, of our, of our uh news division but but no longer can you make decisions in a vacuum they started popping up these teams whether it's a social media team or you know expanding the marketing team and all that kind of carries over of how you need to think about when you're when you're first putting pencil to paper and you're or, or in this case you know digital digital pads to sketch out an idea you you got to You got to think about all those use cases and if and if you leave them as an afterthought you're number one you're not you're not doing your due diligence as a as a good leader and manager um and and you're kind of behind the times really so there's no decision that we make when creating new artwork that doesn't bring those stakeholders to the table well you know digital streaming all of that marketing branding there's a, a, a plethora of people that just have a, a, a voice for good reason. Um, and then our partners, like whether it's how, how our present looks like on on Paramount Plus or or Pluto T V or Roku or whatever, all of that gets factored in and it just makes the deliverables list like never ending. Mm. But but you know we take smart approaches and, and listen, you do it enough times that you, you kind of have a little bit of muscle memory. You figure out what it is you need to lock down and, and, and in what order and mm-hmm. all that, uh, give you an example, elections We're we're partnering with, with a company and, you know, elections are in November, but we're having weekly creative meetings on, on, on what it is we're going to tackle on and what order, and then aside from that, weekly technical meetings, because you need to make sure those people are, are involved in it, right? Like you can design it, but if we don't have the technology to showcase it, we're, we're kind of doing it in vain. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of layers to something very simple. Like a simple thing can have tons of layers underneath it. So I want to get into that one second. But to Kevin's point
2: just now with his question around the um, the design so I work in I work in technology, and when we when we design when we when we have you know our UX UI people design things, it's specifically designed to look at desktop computers versus and you know tablets and uh, and phones and mobile phones at the same time. Is that what you guys are doing? Are you doing something similar to that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, we we definitely um, design, you know, as as being the keepers of the brand to say like for these network shows and stream shows it starts with us in terms of of you know creating that that base creating that initial concept and then at some point it it travels through through the the timeline of all right now it hits the digital team now they take our assets and and flush out exactly what you're saying they'll flush it out for the web they'll flush it out for your phone they'll they'll flush out every permutation of that design for and then it goes down the pipeline marketing okay marketing needs from me xyz i provide that now they flush out the promos you see they flush out all this other stuff branding etc etc um so every almost every unit will have a not as robust a team as i say i have but but they'll have designers down the line that that's their that's their job to to create that content that graphic that design for their specific platform. I have a design team of about 45 designers, something like that. Um, so so we might we might specialize in something uh, a web designer does not. Like I have 3D designers that can make, you know, the CBSi do all kinds of crazy stuff. They're not going to have that on the on the digital side. Um, they're web designers. So we're always talking to each other. We're always figuring out what is it that I need to give you, but it always starts at the head with the, with my creative team, uh, when it comes to network and, and, and stream. Mm-hmm.
0: When you talk about the the imaging across all of the different shows that, that CBS News has besides the eye, of course, are there any other elements that, that kind of track through all of the different imaging? Across the, yeah. the network
1: yeah about close probably close to five years ago or something like that we 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 brought in this company called Gretel and they they basically does redesign our on-air um presence from from scratch and I and I mean entertainment sports news all of it like all of CBS got kind of a refresh and they developed this system called Elemental. And what Elemental is, if you take pieces of the CBSI and you break it apart, whether it's the outer stroke, the inner Star Trek piece um and you break it apart, it 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 kind of has a, a a visual representation of CBS, and you might see it when you watch our broadcast. We we do certain certain animations with it, but they can always come back together, and they would always form the eye perfectly. So so that that design principle of the deconstructed eye has some architecture to it that that is that is prevalent in in all of our our shows one way or another, whether it's the studio presence or the lower third you see on screen or an opening animation, you're always gonna get hints of what we call elemental. And that Mm. just carries through. Now, aside from that, I've tried to institute um, my own little sprinkle of just stylistic approaches that I think look inviting on television. So if you look at a lot of our studios, there's a lot of wood tones and warmth Mm. um, and where where there isn't we try to do that with uh uh the 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 graphic like introduce that those wood slats or the the LED fins with some wood next to a, you know uh uh next to it in order to bring in some warmth and I've tried to carry that through in a lot of our broadcasts whether it's on stream uh and when we when we build studios from the ground up which it's a it's a dying a uh, 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 trade, I, I, I think you know. I think now we're looking more and more into virtual production. So mm-hmm. literally, your talent will live in a sea of green, and you can make it look like whatever you want. But you know, we 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 do still build some studios, like physical studios. And I've always tried to introduce those wood tones because I I think they bring a level of warmth to television. Uh, you know, with with a lot of the stories we cover, um, they can be cold and uninviting and off-putting, and I think just adding a little bit of that the brown tones works for me. So that's been my one of the subtleties. But I would say elemental that design principle is what what has carried through uh, for for a while now. I mean, the CBS is obviously iconic. It's been yes, you know, there for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the, the deconstruction of it is is what's new, relatively. You, you, mentioned you know the
2: presidential election is is later this year. Yeah. Um, obviously you you mentioned you're you're already doing research and and everything on this you know so you're so you're ahead of the game and ready to go. What kind of impact does the election have on your on the CBS news coverage? Like it's obviously you know the closer we get, it's you know wall to wall coverage, right? But yeah. like, what does it mean for the for CBS News
1: as a whole? I've worked on a bunch of elections. This this was. Will probably be the most polarizing. However, I, you know, I do think for for a lot of reasons, obviously, the the, the candidates are polarizing. Um, the climate of the country is is polarizing and and on edge, so it, it makes for very good, I guess, television. the 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 one thing I I I would say is the 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 lead up to November usually ramps up for for like a Super Tuesday or you get through New Hampshire and then you go into South Carolina and now you're really cooking and then Super Tuesday mm-hmm. and, and 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 this time around it's a little bit lackluster so it, it's it's odd in that way where like Super Tuesday might be a formality and not right. a big event mm-hmm. it's usually a big event you know right
2: like we already so, have the old, two the so, two people already for the exactly. most part
1: exactly usually it's like delegates to date you're really tracking it you're really seeing who's who's moving you know this time around it's like very underwhelming so I'm hoping the ramp up and the the excitement once once the candidates are formally announced or or you know they're they're given the the nomination after I think I think the DNC is in August and the RNC is in July something like that so I'm hoping soon after that, you know, we'll get some momentum and who knows, maybe these guys will decide to debate each other, guys or girls. I obviously don't know, but, um, you know, we, we were so slated to have a debate at the end of January and, and uh, uh, pulled out with, with, you know, with plenty of time, uh, unlike ABC. I don't know if you guys saw that they pulled out. I mean, they had built the debate set and then, and then <laughs> Haley said she wasn't debating. Uh, so, oh, boy. It's always a risk, I guess, and, yeah. and networks know that. but we we pulled out and again, like I've worked um, the, uh, a couple debates the, the last one being the Democratic uh, debate uh, Biden had in, in 2020. Um, and it was, is exciting and there was like an energy in the room and, and actually it was after that debate that he went on to win South Carolina and then grab the momentum. So that's a, that's lacking a little bit this year. So it's a little different, but we know for all the reasons that have been covered in the news, why it's just a very polarizing, um, event coming up in, in November. Um, and I just hope it makes good TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously the future of our country and all that. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've tried to remove myself from political implications in any kind and just think about making good TV and bringing bringing um, we pride ourselves on our data and our data analysis. And it's my job to try to capture that visually in a way that most Americans can understand without having like PhDs and and, and you know, being um information science majors so so uh that that's what i get excited about uh you know and and good good quotes here and there from, from <laughs> candidates uh help that
2: so you um like you said the the primaries may not mean much you know even though coming coming into south carolina and super tuesday yeah. um but what does that mean for your coverage at that point right does it does it mean you're? They may slow down the amount of coverage they're doing for that for the period for a short period of time because there's not much to talk about. You know, obviously, you know, there's always something to talk about, but you know, yeah. it's not going to be like Trump's running against Haley and who's going to win. You know, because you know, it's almost like a foregone conclusion at this point yeah. for a certain to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, it's Super Tuesday in, in years past, I would say has has the the television presence and power to be a several hour kind of special, not, mm-hmm. not as long as election night, but you know, you got some States out West and you know, you, 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 you kind of stay on to, to really get the lay of the land. Um, I think the, the, it being lackluster, number one, will probably mm-hmm. diminish our coverage and, and, and hours. the way, the way you look at network per se, television is, the, the affiliates have a lot of power and they have a lot of money and influence. So the affiliates, the smaller stations around the country. So as the network, we would do this special if we know that affiliates are going to put it on TV and they're gonna and we're gonna they're gonna want to air it. Um if affiliates show little to no interest because they want to keep, I don't know, the prices right at night. <laughs> over like you know like if they think they'll make more money on the prices right they're gonna they're not they're not gonna take our broadcast and then it becomes like why are we even doing it you know Mm. so so i think the risk there becomes that it just becomes an uninteresting an uninteresting event that can't bump whatever prime time tuesday night uh, uh uh i don't know what's on cbs on tuesday night but you know we we might be bumping like FBI or CSI which probably makes right. them, makes them more money gets them more viewers so that's that's the risk we 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 have to in the creative world I guess still prep for some of it because you can't some of the things you have to execute you, you won't be able to just do it last minute so you kind of do the work anyway and then mm-hmm. it might never see the light of day it's just the uh, you know, it's, I can't tell you how many graphics I've made that never seen the light of day. So it's it's not it's nothing new, <laughs> even for the Super Bowl. When I say two hundred, I'm not kidding. You make close to over between a 200 graphics uh, when you're on site there, and 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 you maybe see five. You know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so is I'm, that
0: is that how it typically goes? Where like, how many graphics do you make, and how many of them ultimately wind up on the air?
1: Yeah, so so for, for for the Super Bowl specifically, I'm not kidding. That's what it that's what it yeah. could be. You can make over a 100 and you might get 5 at most. Oh, man. Uh, may, probably even less. I mean, if if you tell you what you guys should count them. Uh, so after 6 I, I think we go on the air at 6 for the pregame. I think the game kicks off at 6:30. You count how many graphics you see during the Super Bowl. It's not. I highly doubt it'll be more than ten. You know, ten, ten graphics. De- definitely less like full screen graphics. Probably do more lower third things that aren't. Um, don't take up the whole screen. Um, I was
2: going to say that. What What kind of graphics are you ca- are we counting? Like, are we counting like the lower thirds? Are we counting like just full page graphics? No,
1: full full page graphics. Uh, lower thirds. I think that's cheating. <laughs> uh, um, but but news news is you know not all that different i think you get a lot more in news because that's what drives the content a lot of times um you know you, your your talent is is reading off a teleprompter or a script in front of her uh, uh and and, uh, and and you don't want to show them reading on camera so you cover them up with graphics uh, uh so you'll get a lot more on an election night cuz it's all about the information anyway right you know the the people they're just talking heads really uh people want to see the map people want to see what state is red what state is blue that's what people care about the electoral college so you get a lot more graphics in during uh, news's version of the Super Bowl, for sure, sports you care about the action. It's very different. Right.
3: Well, let's go back to your time at Oswego. What led you to attend Oswego?
1: I I, I went to high school down in New York City, and um, you know I wanted I knew I wanted to go to school for graphics. Believe it or not, I was one of the few that knew what they wanted to do. Uh, in college, I had done a couple technology things at Beacon. It was very forward-thinking uh, high school, so they were always about technology and teaching you things. And I was building websites. So I was like, "This is pretty cool." Um, so I knew I wanted to do graphics. Uh, I got into Hofstra, I got into New Paltz, and then I got into like Oswego. I didn't really apply to two, co- you know, colleges really, really far away. Um, Oswego is definitely the furthest and that's why I picked it but <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't want to live at home and also the 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 financial implications were, were more favorable for me and my family with with Oswego's mm. tuition compared to Hofstra or any any of the other um, other schools so that that was definitely a factor but I don't know if this is true of you guys, but I also visited in the summer, which is an unbelievable place. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful,
3: beautiful right. in the summer. How is. many times
1: have you heard that on your baby podcast? I'm, I'm yeah. sure I'm not the, I'm sure I'm not the only one uh that visited in the summer and just fell in love. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. Um <laughs> So that's kind of what, what led me there. I didn't really do any, I knew they had a graphic arts program, a BFA, and I knew that you had to kind of apply to get into the program. I didn't really do a lot of art uh, work when I was in high school, so I didn't really have the portfolio uh, initially as a freshman. So I had to take a lot of those classes uh, as a freshman and sophomore, and then I applied to the program and got in Um which is, you know, not easy to do. But I, I, I was focused enough and determined enough that I knew that computer graphic arts was something I wanted to do. What I, what I never could have anticipated is how I ended up in TV. But I knew I wanted to do graphics for sure.
0: Were you, did you take a part in any of the media organizations on campus while you were there?
1: I was, I was part of. I, I, I tell my son this all the time. Like I had every job, man. Like. Uh, in terms of media organizations, no, I was p- the, the only on campus really organization that allowed me to tap into some of the creative juices was the LEAD Center. And I don't even remember what LEAD Center stands for, but it was it was the LEAD Center. And I had done some 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 brochures around some of the dinners that they that they plan. I remember designing the Alana conference conference. Uh, mm-hmm dinner brochure and a couple posters and things like that. But I, I never took part in any other meat media, uh, driven jobs, but you know, I made subs at late night. I delivered Chinese food. I, <laughs> I, I, I did it all, man. I, I was a building manager at Hewitt. Yeah. I was, a, I was a referee for, for intramurals. Like I, you know, I did, I did all those jobs. Um, you were busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was the best time of my life. Wouldn't take anything back.
2: One of the big things we like to ask here on the on the podcast, we ask every every person who went to Oswego that we that we speak to, um, two two big questions um, around the food that they've had that they had at Oswego. Were you a fan of the chicken patty, number one? And if you were,
1: what did you put on your chicken patty sandwich? You you guys are gonna think I'm crazy, but where where would you get a chicken patty at the dining hall? No, I don't think I was a fan then. I didn't eat too many chicken patties at the dining hall. No.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: I did a lot of the Taco Bell. Was Taco Bell there when you? Yeah. Did yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I did a lot of Taco Bell. You know, I lived off those Chinese buffets down on on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to the
2: dining hall when you were in, when you were living on campus.
1: Yeah, I did, but but I was I was kind of a picky. I was the guy that had like a little stove in his room cooking. You know, <laughs> some home 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 cooking. Uh, it was, it's always the the career I said I would. Uh, you know, if I can go back, I might have gone into culinary arts. I'm I, I love cooking. So no, I, I sorry to disappoint you with the chicken patty. <laughs> <Yeah>, it's okay. <laughs> hey, you know?
2: There's always there's always someone who has to answer that question that way. There's always pizza, gonna be someone.
1: Pizza yeah. was my go to. The the grilled chicken mesquite at the sub shop was my go to. I mm. think it's since been okay. they got rid of the mesquite part of it. Cheeseburger subs. But again, the 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 buffet right next to Eckerd on the yeah. Oh, the, not there this, anymore but yes yes i know the, i know exactly i went there about. i went there multiple times and yes the me too
3: that's for the ponderosa
1: yeah. yes <laughs> yeah uh i remember and, the shed you know the shed oh, yeah. the green what was that the the nut house what was the one yeah. it was one that was like literally someone's house the first floor i forget the patch
2: the,
0: the patch.
1: patch yeah patch. yeah there you yeah. go yeah, but and the but no uh, chicken patties for me. Sorry,
2: that's
1: all right. and <laughs> everything else, though.
2: So. Yeah, the sub shop was, a, was my Was our other question that we always ask everyone: what's their, what was their, what was their favorite sub at the sub shop? But you just yeah. said the the mesquite We're, chicken and the uh, the cheeseburger, cheeseburger sub.
1: sub. Yeah, I do it with everything. Uh, I do all all the toppings. I didn't, I wasn't picky. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was good times, man. Well,
3: you certainly have gone above and beyond to help current students and alumni what inspired you to do that
1: yeah so so that all takes me back to my story and if if you guys don't mind going over a little i'll I'll tell you that um you know i i i was a senior and my my now wife but then girlfriend i we've been together since high school she was a junior and, and there were a couple career fairs down in new york city and she had asked me Hey, you know, are you going to these? You're graduating. You're going to need a job. I always thought I could come home, live at home, and find a job in the city doing something. I, I was thinking more advertising agency or web design company. Done a couple internships with, like, uh, uh, web web companies. And so I went to this career fair because she, like, made me go. I, I, I was, you know, suit. I was, like, overdressed. It was, like, you know, but you know, portfolio back then you had to print them. So I had a nice little portfolio and this, this woman's there and she's an Oswego alum giving her speech. I'm Jolene Matthews. I'll never forget. And she says at the end of her speech, she says, those of you interested in graphics, um, she was a broadcasting major. I think, um, those of you interested in graphics, please feel free to speak to my husband. He's the art director at ABC sports. So he was off to the side, just happened to be there supporting her. And and I I tell kids this all the time. It's like you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So I I, I felt like it was lucky because that guy who was there supporting his wife was not the main speaker for Oswego. He went to Syracuse. He was not he wasn't an Oswego guy, but he was there. I showed him my portfolio. He looked over it. Not not overly impressed by anything. I wasn't like the just Picasso of a designer. Um, but he saw my professionalism and my approach, and that that kind of won him over. So he told me, you know what, I'm looking to hire some interns. Uh, if uh, you're interested, I'll give you a call. I said, absolutely. So sure enough, he called me. I never thought he'd call me. He called me. And I, I got an internship working at ABC Sports. I think I got a stipend for a Metro Card. It was like twice a week, um, Very, you know. Nothing crazy, but, again, I show up to this this first day, I'm wearing a suit again. I'm, I'm the intern wearing, like, a three-piece suit, and, and you got these other kids. There were two other kids, Oswego alums, too. I forget their names, Um, but they were, you know, one kid came in shorts. The other girl like didn't look, you know, professional. So, again, we might have been equally in skill set, but I stood out as the guy that really gave a damn. So, Sure enough, he you know there was a there was a opening for a full time production assistant role and and he offered it to me and and ever since then I just kept growing because I showed ambition so I always tell students you know someone gave me that opportunity and 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 if I and if I'm ever in a position that I can help give an opportunity to a student and listen I can't hire every Oswego alumni like it's just not possible right but. It's nothing but a little bit of my time to talk to every Oswego alumni, uh, and if I have a little bit of extra money here and there that my wife can throw at um, uh, a student, more than happy to give them the experience that 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 some might not be able to be exposed to. So that's what really drove my 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 method or my my idea around creating that mentorship program that I establish uh, with my wife. Um, giving students the access that they might not have. Uh, I didn't have the, 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 you know, when I was in Oswego, at least, I didn't have the kind of access in television. Listen, I had to do a lot of learning. I didn't go to school for television. So a lot of the language, a lot of the workflows, it was all new to me. But I had people giving me the opportunity giving me that access. And as a human being, I can't like live on this earth without trying to pay that forward, trying to pay that back, trying to give kids that might not, otherwise have that opportunity that opportunity and that that's what bring brings joy to me you know like i you know we started our podcast here and we were talking about super bowls and all that and it's cool and fun and it's probably a little nostalgic because it's in a week so wherever it's on all of our minds but 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 working on that kind of stuff it's cool but then then i don't want to say it gets old but it becomes at some point more of just a job and i think what what really gives me purpose particularly is is having that engagement with 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 youth um and 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 trying to, like i said pay that forward so so that that that's kind of why i do it i guess
2: <laughs> so was that was that internship um like after you graduated was that like a summer yeah. internship after you graduated so you were you were you'd graduated already and you you took that as just like a step you know a stepping stone to what to you know into into working into working in the career
1: didn't didn't skip a beat like like literally went to that career fair maybe january or something called me when uh, when i graduated and and i was a couple weeks removed from from graduation day in may or whenever it was and i was going into ABC sports uh, to work on an internship. And I build a lot of relationships with, which obviously helps in this industry. It's, it's not that big an industry. So you make a name for yourself. And I made, I made a lot of relationships to the point where one of my managers at ABC went to CBS sports and uh, I called her one day. He's like, listen, I know I haven't been in this industry a long time, but I know, what a merger and a takeover looks like. So I see ESPN (laughs) knocking on the door. There really is no reason for them to continue a Bristol uh, uh, instance and a New York instance. They would just make all of us go to Bristol. And I had been up there before for, for meetings and stuff. I didn't want to live in Bristol. I, I wanted to stay close to, to, my, to my parents and all that. So I called her, said, absolutely. I know your work ethic. Why don't you come work with me as my graphics um, PA, production assistant? And that's what I did. And sure enough, I worked with her for a couple of years. I learned I learned um, more television and I, and I worked with a lot of designers. But I always thought in the back of my head, I have a design degree. I can do exactly what these guys are doing, guys and girls, and I think in my mind, I can do it better. So I want to be more hands-on, I want to be a designer. Um, and and sure enough, by the relationships I've made, I made a contact over at CBS News, and, and I would go in in the middle of the night, jump on the equipment without anyone knowing and this this individual would train me on whatever I didn't know about a particular software. I, so I worked sports during the day. In the middle of the night, I go jump on a machine. I I would see live broadcasts, the morning show come come on the air. I learned everything there is to know. And sure enough, when some when an opening was made in the news, this guy recommended me to be part of his team to join because he knew I was putting in the work already without getting paid. He's like, this guy really wants it. So sure enough, I, I I went on the on the show. I told sports thank you, but I think I wanted more of a hands on, um, you know, career. And they they weren't happy, but they understood. So I went and worked news, did that for like a year or two. Then sports comes a calling. Hey, do you want to come design for us too? So now I was designing for news during the day, working for sports on the weekends as a designer for for their football broadcasts and everything else in between I've done golf and basketball and all of it um so now I was going back making you know triple what I was as a production assistant and and just working my way up in, within the news ranks now the the individual who gave me that chance um in on the news side now works for me and he's a great great. Great friend, great mentor, um, you know, and and I just had that hunger, I had that ambition to just keep growing in in my career. So that that that's how it happened. I just kept kept putting myself out there, you know. And and with news, yes, you can make pretty graphics and all that, but it, it's about the relationships you cultivate and 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 you know how you how you how you nurture them and grow them. That you never know when an opportunity. Is it's gonna be put in front of you. You know, I met I met the right people and they saw something in me and they gave me opportunities. So
0: how many other Oswego grads have you come across in, in your career
1: at CBS? Oh yeah, a few. There's a few that work in the news division, uh younger than I am. Um there's one uh, a day Ellis who's older. I think he's risen to the ranks of associate director or director he's over in sports he's done well i've been at cbs longer than all of them but but i remember he he made his way over and and started Mm -hmm. um working there and then in the news there's alexandra richardson or levy i don't know what which one is her her married married name Mm -hmm. she's an associate director robert pagan these are all really young but really really talented um, kids that you know what what i haven't been able to to really i guess bring to fruition i, I have the mentorship program like i mentioned and i've obviously talked to a lot of design students but I, one of the things i'm trying to push the the, the, the schema uh, school is to try and bridge the gap between the broadcast majors and the the graphic arts majors, because mm-hmm. there's a huge, there's a large lane that these young adults can take in the world of television and design that I don't know that everyone knows, um, you know, because because it's not really taught that way in, 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 at the collegiate level. Like you got your broadcast television, radio people, and you got your designers over here. The, you know, the, the, the platform of television is a huge design platform with tons of jobs. Um, that, that I think is, is a little bit unknown and I wish we did more of that, that collaboration. So, but I haven't been able to get a designer on my team. Um, but I, but all these other people are people that I've, you know, we have a stage manager that went to Oswego. She, she works on the morning show. So there, there's, there's a lot of other alumni, just, Mm -hmm. just not, just not designers. Oh, don't, don't tell my, don't tell (laughs) the the uh dean she was like what what's going on you know how come you haven't got any designers it just hasn't worked out like i said i haven't been can't hire everyone
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh from oswego but definitely hear them out
0: gabriel thank you so much for for taking the time to chat with us uh this is this was a blast so yeah no,
1: th- hold, hold on now i got some questions
0: oh you do oh, wow. <laughs> all right all right
1: okay. who, are we Go who are we going for the super bowl what do we got
2: Wow, neither <laughs> if I if I was a betting person, if I was putting on money on the line, yeah I think I would go at Kansas City, yeah, I mean as a fan, I don't care I don't mind either team winning to be yeah. quite honest with you you know it's not like I, it's not like if the Eagles like last year when the Eagles were playing the 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 Chiefs yeah. you know
1: what are, what are your teams?
2: Giants, uh, we're all Giants fans. Yeah, we're all Giants oh, fans. You
1: guys are gonna hate me. Oh boy, you're a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. I, see. <laughs> see, I knew it. As
2: soon as he said that, I was like,
1: Oh, oh God, this guy,
3: man,
1: yeah, how do you I grow
3: dr- up in I, New York, I, I, man? I drank yeah, the
1: right? Kool Aid in the 90s, man.
2: He was a 90s kid, and that's but, it. Man. But, but,
1: but uh, I, I am a Knicks fan. Is that a Knicks hat you got on there? Uh, that Jay? is a Knicks hat, yeah, yep. Nice. Uh, I am a Knicks fan. Uh, I'm going to the game tomorrow night. Oh, nice. Uh, and and I was at the, um, the game against Indiana. I, oh, I go- that was
2: a sweet game.
1: Yeah, that was a good game. So I'm a Knicks fan. Uh, I am a Yankees fan. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> That's uh, okay. We're all, we're all Mets fans. We're all Mets fans. We
3: all uh, suffer. We all suffer. It's fine.
1: Yeah. So there's that. I, I got a little New York love, but yeah, football <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why just drank the Michael Jordan yeah. Kool-Aid Michael yeah, and they were winning in the nineties. That was it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Aikman, yeah. Emmett Smith. I mean, Moose, Okay, Yeah. They're how okay
1: often do there. you guys do this podcast? Like how often uh, do you, do you. Every do you other week, every two weeks.
0: Yeah.
1: Every other week. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. And, and where, where does it play? Like I, I saw you guys have that link that had the former, former guest.
0: We're all over. Yeah. Throwingbagels.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, podcast. Spotify, yeah. uh, Google, Amazon. Awesome. Uh, yeah. What's been, App- what's been Apple.
1: What's been yeah, like I mean, most the, the what wh- which one aside from mine should I go listen to? Uh, <laughs> uh, what's what's oh, a, what's what a, what's you, a really um, good one? I,
2: I, I, wanna, you go I wanna laugh.
1: I wanna laugh. I mean, oh, you wanna... laugh. laugh. Let's see.
3: Well, I mean, Chris uh, Mack. Chris, Chris Mack is great. great interview.
1: Interview. Yeah. Chris did you take the history oh, yeah. of sports when you were in Oswego? I think I took women's history in sports.
0: Okay. We did talk to Ade Ellis. Uh, so oh, yeah. you did.
1: Yeah, yeah. we yeah. Did. It did, it did. did.
0: You want to
2: yeah. go back to I think June or July of last yeah. year, and uh, I think it was July. Oh,
1: okay. So I'll, was... I'll listen to Chris Mack in a day. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, if you want to hear, yeah. if
2: you want to hear, um, Doctor Knapp speak about SCMA, we spoke to her. Back in like October.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. yeah. Well, listen, guys, thank you for having me. Really appreciate yes. it. Yeah, thanks for the conversation. No, we appreciate it, awesome. it. We appreciate you ha- you coming on. Anytime.
0: And that was fellow Oswego grad, Emmy Award winner and creative director for CBS News, Gabriel Almanzar. And that that was uh, that was just another great podcast uh, out of many yeah. uh, that we've done. But uh, it was a great perspective. Now, now I have Easter eggs. To look for when I watch CBS News to say, "Oh, there's the wood grain yeah, theme that yeah. that Gabriel was talking." About. But that's his. That's that's Gabriel's Easter egg. So now I gotta. Yeah, watch. don't
2: forget about the homework he gave us. You know, now we gotta go. Now yeah, we have seriously. to like count, count, you know, count graphics, count graphics at, during the Super yeah. Bowl, and people are gonna start looking at me like I'm weird when I go to my Super Bowl party and be like, "What are you doing? I'm counting <laughs> graphics. Leave me alone." Right. You have to make it a drinking game, Jason.
3: That's yeah, really exactly. there you go. Yes. Right. I yes. mean, we're yes. not going to yes. get
1: very
2: far if
0: there's only five of them.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> but he, he did give us some great insight, though, as to like what, you know, uh, how all that stuff gets produced like and are uh, created uh, behind the scenes and, and that sort of yeah. stuff. Like, and I wouldn't yeah. have imagined, you know, you, you need three, three trucks for graphics like that's freaking crazy. Yeah, No.
2: Yeah. But it's funny. You know what? You know what? We, now that you, you know, we, he mentioned they you know the school of communication media and the arts right like they really need to you know think about putting an emphasis on mm-hmm. training these these graphic arts students mm-hmm. to have the flexibility or you know the versatility to work in work in television you know and try to push these these kids to go to say hey you should go to the tv station and try to work at the tv station you know and and do graphics there, build some graphics and things like that. So they can build their portfolios a little bit because it's not just building doing the stuff doing some of the stuff that they're doing now, but they can build out, you know, do that other stuff and
3: put yeah. it on their resume. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of opportunity there. Dr. Sure. Nap, listen to me. Right.
0: <laughs> I I admit when I hear graphic design, I think of static images like
2: in yeah. magazines no, totally. and stuff yeah. like that. But I never really thought of a graphic art student becoming you know working on gra- on graphics and television because was like one of those yeah. things that you you do when you're working at the tv station or you you don't mm-hmm. like you don't we didn't i mean we didn't even get taught that you don't get taught that in in, in your classes at least no. we didn't i mean nowadays they no. probably do but but mm-hmm. back then we didn't like you would only have learned it if you were at the tv station building graphics for the for the you know for the newscasts or whatever right yep. and
0: when gabriel mentioned that the the concept of a of a, an actual physical news studio is gradually shifting away and it's going to almost entirely virtual
3: presentations. So now that's yeah. all,
0: it's all graphics.
3: Isn't that crazy? You know, that's really crazy to think about. Yeah. Think about all the local news stations that would have to like change, like their setup and whatnot. Like, cause I, really that's kind of what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, it seems kind of yeah. like what the future is going to be.
2: It's a lot of money they're going to have to spend. Mm-hmm. The question is, is will these like local stations be able to afford it? You know?
0: All right. And I think that'll do it for this edition of the Throwing Bagels podcast. Thanks again to Gabriel Almanzar for joining us. You can check us out online, throwingbagels.com. You can email us, podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media through our homepage. And uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. And by that time, Jason and Chris, they'll be... Throwing that baseball around under the sunshine in Florida and Arizona. How about that?
2: I look forward to it. How about it? All right.
0: See you guys. See everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.